The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, as I mentioned, we're going to lighten things up here just a little bit. Uh, you know Alberta's Chief Medical Officer of Health has has been sent much praise during this uh, during this pandemic. Uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw has been the subject of artwork, uh, t-shirts, and even sparked some fashion movements. Well, now a U of A landmark has been added to the recognition that the doctor has received. We're joined this afternoon by Katie Strong, who's a U of A paleontology student with all the details. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. First off, I have to ask you, how did you decide that you wanted to get into paleontology? I think it was mostly, I was one of those kind of dino kids growing up, so really into (laughs) fossils and Jurassic Park and all that. And I kind of grew up and it never went away. Um, So that's kind of how I landed in paleontology. So what does one do with a paleontology degree at the end of it all? Uh, Well, I'm still at the stage where I'm in school for the foreseeable future. So (laughs) I'm doing a master's degree right now probably a PhD after that if everything goes well, but normally uh, people would end up in some kind of museum position or as a professor. Okay. That's kind of the typical okay. outcome. Okay, very cool. All right, just a curious, because I've always been fascinated with people who are in that line of work. I just think it's a cool, <laughs> cool job. I really do. So you guys had a, a contest. It was the University of Alberta Paleontological Society. Um, apparently, there, there's a, what do you call it, a plesiosaur? In, in one of your buildings. Tell me about how this all came about. Tell me about the plesiosaur and, and the history of it and, and, and where this all launched from. Sure. So the plesiosaur is about a 30-foot-long cast of an ancient marine reptile that's installed in the main science building on campus. So it's hanging from the ceiling in the main foyer area. It's very eye-catching, um, quite popular among students. Uh, so the idea of the contest was basically to take this very popular landmark and to use it as something kind of fun and lighthearted for students to take part in, um, especially as the pandemic was unfolding and campus was basically shutting down. It was a very, and continues to be a very chaotic time for a lot of students. So we thought this would be just a fun uh, activity or initiative that students could take part in to help uh, give a nickname to the plesiosaur. Okay, so before we move on to the next question, this one, what is a plesiosaur? So I think a common misconception is that they're dinosaurs. In fact, they are uh, very different from dinosaurs. Uh, More accurately, they're marine reptiles. So if you know the Loch Ness Monster, that's basically what they look like. Um, So they live the same time as the dinosaurs um, and were very large reptiles, but they lived uh, completely in the ocean. Do you know any history about this one? Where is it from? Uh, So this one is a cast. Uh, I'm not sure where okay, the yeah, original yeah. skeleton was from, but uh, yeah, this one was installed in early 2016, so it's been around for a handful of years. Okay, so you guys decided to name it, and I think there was, what, over 200 name suggestions? You had a pretty good response. Oh, yeah, excellent response, yeah. Okay, what were some of the fun ones? Um, probably the my favorite runner-up was uh, kind of the number one runner-up, which was Indiana Bones which I thought was a a pretty good choice. Um, Ultimately, it did lose out uh, to the final winner, um, but uh, I like that one as well. 
And the final winner was Dr. Dino Hinshaw. So the plesiosaur is now known as Dr. Dino Hinshaw. And, and it was voted on uh, by, what, 600 people for this? Yep, almost 600 votes uh, were cast in the final <laughs> voting process. Yeah. Were you happy with Dr. Dino? Very much, yeah. Even though it's technically not a dinosaur, in this case, we're all happy to make that exception um, to recognize her, her efforts. Um, she's become a really popular uh, and really important figure for a lot of people. Um, she's really a voice of reason in a very chaotic time. So we were happy to, to be able to recognize her in, in some small way. Well, and she has she has a tie to the U of A, which I think a lot of people might not know about. So does Dr. Teresa Tam, as a matter of fact. But I mean, her roots, her background, her schooling is, is tied directly to the U of A. So even if it's um, if it's a cast mold of a plesiosaur, and I, I wonder if she knows what that is. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fun. Has, has she been told about this great honor? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. I hope she, she finds out at some point. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, she probably has one or two maybe more pressing matters on her mind right now, but <laughs> hopefully at some point someone makes her aware of, of this. Yeah. Well, well, Katie, you know, um, it's it's got to feel good to do something to put a smile on on the faces <laughs> of uh, you know your your fellow students given a given a tough time when things are all uncertain uncertain. And can, can, can you maybe shed a little bit of light on that? What's it been like at the university, or what had it been like up until you know you know things got everything changed? Uh, it was definitely a very chaotic transition period. Um, the university obviously did everything they could to make that as smooth as possible, but it's always difficult when you're switching how everything works basically overnight, um, especially as classes were moved to completely online. That was hard for students and professors to make that transition. Um, everyone's been doing their best um, to get through that, but it has been a, a very difficult uh, kind of challenging time for, for a lot of students and faculty. What has it been like to um, do the online learning instead of being in class? Um, it's it's a bit of a transition. Um, luckily, I'm uh, in pretty small classes, so being able to do kind of online Zoom discussions and stuff wasn't too difficult. Um, but for a lot of the big, especially uh, first and second year undergrad courses with hundreds mm -hmm. of people in them, um, that was, uh, I'd say, a very difficult transition for a lot of people. But uh, students yeah, have been amazing working through that. Profs have been for uh in large part putting in a huge amount of effort to work through that um so definitely challenging but as i said everyone's really been trying their best to to get through the situation awesome katie you know what uh, just uh, before i let you go if someone wanted to go see dr dino hinshaw at the u of a where would we find it again it's a centennial center for interdisciplinary science but most of us would have no clue where that is can people go check that out <laughs> yep so when we're not under lockdown, that's um, right. The yes. building is open to the public, so it's um, a really it's pretty eye catching. Um, it's in the main quad area, so it's hard to miss it. Um, the plesiosaur itself is right in the main area, so um, as long as you have Google Maps and you know where campus is, it's it's quite easy to to find it on campus there. Have you have you ever thought about what you would like to have named after you? Maybe you make some great discovery someday. I mean, it'd be nice, yeah, some kind of fossil, maybe my own plesiosaur, <laughs> but <laughs> that's probably a long way in the future. <laughs>
Uh, Katie, thanks for this. Thanks for uh, putting a smile on on my face this afternoon. It's been a lot of tough news for many weeks, and so this one was uh, just a little fun, and we appreciate it. Thank you so much, and best of luck with your studies. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care. That's Katie Strong, who is a U of A uh, paleontology graduate student. You know, think about that. Like, I I remember watching Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was 10 years old. Like, I think that came out in, like, 80 and 81, so I was about 10 years old, and I thought that I wanted, I was going to be an archaeologist. I thought I was going to be, you know, digging up bones and finding gold in caves. I wanted to do that for so long. Um, it's funny how those, those first ideas and images or wants or beliefs get kind of put in your head when you're a kid, eh? Like, you know, 10 years old, oh, I want to be an archaeologist. And then things change and change and change. And some people know from the get-go, hey, this is what I'm going to be uh, when I'm a kid. You know, or they know from the time they are a kid, they want to be a teacher, they want to be a firefighter, they want to be a police officer, whatever it is. I didn't think about broadcasting until grade 11, grade 12, and that was thanks to my to my grade 13 English teacher. And she's the one that put my, the bug in, uh, in my ear. But when you think back to what you originally wanted to do <laughs> and where you are now, oftentimes it's a pretty big change, isn't it?